0: KTSA Newsflash. As we get ready for the clocks to fall back, there's a growing number of Americans who want to stop changing the clocks altogether. In the last four years, 19 states have enacted legislation or passed resolutions to provide for year-round daylight saving time. But can these states just go rogue and keep their clocks the same all year round? Not quite. Congress would need to pass a federal law to make the switch to year-round daylight saving time. That's because it was a federal law, the 1966 uniform Time Act that got us into this in the first place, though daylight saving time has been around since World War I as a way to conserve coal. Since then, the Department of Transportation claims that the switch saves energy, prevents accidents, and curbs crime rates. That's correspondent Will Gans. It's the U.S. Department of Justice versus the state of Texas over a package of election-related laws approved in the Lone Star State. In its lawsuit, the Biden administration picks out two provisions from the sweeping package passed by the Texas legislature this year, those dealing with mail-in voting requirements and with the type of help that voters can receive at the polls. When he signed the measure, Republican Governor Greg Abbott predicted the lawsuit. The first thing the Democrats do is they run to the courthouse and try to challenge it. The Justice Department says the Texas law violates the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. That's correspondent Jim Ryan. Democrats in the House are bashing Texas for the state's new abortion law. New York Congressman Jerry Nadler is outraged over a $10,000 bounty paid to people who successfully sue those who break the rules. It is a deliberate and disturbing effort by the Texas legislature to evade judicial scrutiny long enough for a clearly unconstitutional law to take effect, and it worked. Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee say every life is worth protection, and that's what the Texas law is about. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan blasted Democrats for trying to intimidate the Supreme Court, which heard oral arguments this week in a legal challenge to the controversial law. Members of the military who refuse the COVID vaccine may face a dishonorable discharge, which would potentially block access to veterans' benefits. Republican Senator from Texas John Cornyn says that needs to change. I encourage people to do it, but I I think it ought to be their, their choice. He's part of a group of Republican lawmakers who have been lobbying for a less punishing approach. A candidate in the Texas governor's race is speaking out after a heated exchange over face masks. Republican candidate for Governor Alan West has responded to questions about an altercation where he pulled a mask off a person that he says yelled at him at DFW Airport. You need to respect me as an individual and my decisions and do not verbally accost me or assault me and call me out of names. First of all, you need to know that I have the right to make the decisions about my body. He says the man called him an idiot for not wearing a mask as required by federal regulation inside airports. Wes says in his words, he flicked the man's mask off and mocked the man for wearing one. Wes was hospitalized with COVID last month. I'm Charity McCurdy. Texas is ending its pandemic-related rental and utility assistance program after today. The Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs have already stopped taking applications for the Texas Rent Relief Program. The agency told state lawmakers this week that because of overwhelming demand, there isn't enough money left to run the federally funded program. The remaining funds won't be enough to help everyone who has already applied for assistance with rent and utilities. A newly authorized grant will expand the city's child care subsidy program for employees of the service and hospitality industries. The City Council Thursday approved the $55 million grant from Workforce Solutions Alamo. The city's Human Services Department says the program could provide a year of free child care to qualifying workers in restaurants, hotels, and entertainment. The program's aim is to help more than 5,000 families and children in San Antonio and the surrounding area. A man accused of shooting a woman in the face during an attempted carjacking at the Alamo Quarry Market this week now faces more charges. San Antonio police say 18-year-old Julio Rivera was involved in another armed robbery last month. Rivera is accused of robbing a woman and her 5-year-old daughter at gunpoint outside an Eastside convenience store on October 19th. He was charged Thursday with two additional counts of aggravated robbery. Accusations of harboring and sexually assaulting a teenage runaway for a man on the northeast side. Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar said Salim Hatshorn was arrested after the 15-year-old girl was found at his home that is apparently just down the street from her family. The girl had been missing since late last month. Dallas police and the Texas Rangers were tracking down known gang member Richard Calderon Jr. on a murder charge when San Antonio police found him. SAPD was searching for Calderon on an unrelated firearm charge when they found him and another wanted fugitive at a house in Atascoja Wednesday. Calderon is charged with murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, unlawful carry of a firearm, and theft of a firearm. A San Antonio man is being accused of murder after a road rage incident that left one person dead and a 14-year-old critically wounded. Police said in April, Cedric Wallace started firing his gun while driving around I-35 on the city's east side. He was arrested last night. An urban farm on the east side is providing fresh produce to families across Bexar County. Greeny's Urban Farm welcomed its second harvest Thursday morning, and food was donated to partnering organizations. The farm on Sherman Road at Hudson Street is a collaboration between Bear County and Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Services. Officials say the farm has donated 18,000 pounds of fruits and vegetables to be distributed around the county. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott told reporters Thursday that he is good to go for Saturday's game against the Broncos. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Obviously, um, I had two weeks to, to do a lot of rehab and recover, um, get everything that I needed to, the different modalities, and I feel good. I had two, uh, two great days of practice and looking forward to Sunday. Safe to say you're a play. Safe to say. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy said C.D. Lamb's ankle injury is not a concern and that he should be involved in tomorrow's practice. Lamb hurt his ankle earlier this week. One of the largest German heritage celebrations in the nation restarts today in New Braunfels after it was canceled two years in a row. Worst Fest is a 10-day salute to sausage, and President Randy Rust says there are people ready to dance polka. I think people are just tired of being sitting at home and not being able to go out and have a whole lot of fun like they are accustomed to. KTSA Money News. Wall Street cheered the October jobs report, revealing a stronger-than-expected gain of 531,000 jobs, with the unemployment rate falling to a pandemic low of 4.6%. All three major averages closed at record highs, including the seventh straight session for the NASDAQ and S&P 500, with the NASDAQ touching 16,000 for the first time during the session. The Dow rose 203 points to 36,328. The NASDAQ gained 31 points to 15,971. S&P up 17 points to 46.97. Oil rose $2.46 to $81.27 a barrel. Jason Brooks, CBS News. KTSA AccuWeather. Bundle up for tonight. Clear and chilly, low 43. Lots of sunshine tomorrow. High 69. A moonlit sky tomorrow night. Low 47. Mostly sunny for Sunday. High 73. Monday kicking off your week. Mostly sunny and comfortable. High 76. I'm Cheryl Golden with your KTSA Stevens Roofing Accu the Forecast. And I'm Katie Barber. Good news around the clock at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And news anytime online at KTSA.com.